Hello and welcome to Combos with Chloe. Today we have a special treat of a guest, Dana Bryant, and she's going to come with me and talk about six ways to know if he really has a relationship with God. How many times have you started dating a guy and you really just wanted to make sure that he loved God as much as you did, that he was pursuing Christ and had a passion for him the way you did? I know when I was dating, I definitely was looking for those things, but I would assume they did just because they went to church every Sunday or either they knew how to quote scriptures or simply because they told me that they did. So we're going to talk about that today together just to kind of help you see what to actually look for to see if he really has a relationship with God, if he's truly seeking God. Be back with you in just a second. All right, so welcome back to Combos with Chloe. So as I told you, we have a special guest, Miss Dana Bryant. You want to say hey, Dana? Hey, everybody. <laughs> I know her from um, high school, right? This was our yes. high school. Yes. Uh, we weren't like besties or anything in high school, <laughs> but I know of her and good old Facebook has kept us in contact. And um, Dana Bryan is a Christian writer and speaker, and she has her own blog, Lifted Woman. Um, where she focuses on like just helping people with their everyday life challenges and situations um, in life. I mean, you can find a lot of her information on liftedwoman.blog, and I'll have her information as well when I post this podcast. But I thought it'd be really good to bring in someone who is still in the dating single world and real big on wanting to find a Christian man. And that was definitely something that was important to me as well. Because I'm sure you want to find a Christian man, right, Dana? Yes, yes, yes definitely. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure a majority of the people the listening to this podcast want to find one too. And I was the same way. Um, and so we're hoping within this podcast though, to help you know what to look for to ensure this person, not only necessarily just has a relationship with God, but even if this guy has a desire in seeking it. Um, but before we go into it, I think Dana and I both definitely want you all to realize we're in no way saying that they have to be perfect or it's this list of things they need to have. Cause you're not perfect either. Um, and we're not perfect at all. And um, so it's not about trying to find this perfect guy or that he has to follow all these rules because uh, you're learning too. Um, and me and Dana are learning as well how to be better and growing in our relationship with God. But I think that's the main thing that you desire, I'm pretty sure, that you want somebody who is at least desiring a relationship with God. I mean, what do you think, Dana? I totally agree. And I, I think it's just good to keep these things in mind. You know, like you said, there's no... We're not saying, oh, he has to have all these things or anything like that. But just something as you're going through the dating scene, as you are making decisions, hopefully healthy decisions that right. you just keep in mind. Like, oh, OK, I'll think about that. <laughs> yeah, a guidebook. Right. I mean, they always say if you don't have a plan, like you plan to fail and you have to um, you have to have a target. Right. You need to have at least a target. It's just like when you have a dartboard up, you don't want to be throwing darts everywhere. It's that red thing in the middle for you to like, this is what I'm aiming for. So if you know that you're aiming to have a relationship with God and you want a man who has a relationship with God and that you all are growing together in God um, to possibly go towards marriage, you need to have something to aim for. Um, and so these are just things to guide you. We're just trying to help you aim. That's really all we're doing. Um, so the first thing that I would definitely bring up, or I guess Dana and I would definitely bring up, is when you meet somebody, listen, don't necessarily talk first. Um, I don't know about, yeah, I don't know about you dating and what you did, but when I was dating, 
And a guy would ask me, you know, what I wanted in a guy or just what I was looking for. Oh, my goodness. I feel like I was just giving him a playbook. I mean, yeah. I was telling him everything I wanted a guy, how I wanted him to be, not understanding like, well, if this guy is genuinely not into a relationship with God, you just gave him everything that you want to see and hear. So he's just going to automatically probably portray that in the beginning. Yes. And it's so strange that you bring that up because literally this morning I saw a meme on Instagram that said that like it was basically a, a guy asking, so what are you looking for in a man? And the woman tells him and then he pretends to be that for a number of length of weeks or months or something yeah. like that. Of course, he can't keep it up for too, too long. But yeah, you're giving um, you're putting all your cards down face up. And the Bible talks about guarding your heart, you know, and you want to definitely make sure that you're not giving too much information up front. So because everybody not, doesn't use that information wisely or to, you know, to, for good. Um, some yeah. people are just playing a game. So you definitely want to just kind of listen, like you said, and, and yeah. be very attentive to what he's bringing to the table, um, regardless of what you say. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, I mean, I think I just definitely, uh, a mistake I would say that I made a couple of times when I was dating. Um, I just, I was just talking too much, you know, but of course I was talking too much. I'm a talker. I'm a talk show yeah. host, but, <laughs> but I think we all do it. So ladies, it's okay to let the person know who you are. It's okay. Uh, just try to, in the beginning, ask him, you know, mm-hmm. what is important to him. And sometimes too, just going out with them, having normal conversations, you'll start seeing what's important. Uh, with them but just try to see what he says first so that he's just not kind of repeating what you saying you want but that's what I experienced they kind of were just repeating what I said and I thought it was genuine yeah yeah I definitely agree with that and to add to that see what it's what his tone is like you know what kind what is his choice words you know is his language seasoned with salt you know and things like that just kind of get a feel for um the language he uses or how he uses it, things like that. Be, I think that kind of ties into just being observant. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what I was just about to say. So, like, the number two thing we would definitely say is be observant. And before you even get over the things that you need to be observant about, please know that this stuff takes time to see. Like, you're not going to be able to catch if somebody has a relationship with God or seeking a God within a week or two. Like, you need to give this stuff time, ladies, before you commit to somebody. Marriage isn't going anywhere. Getting that ring isn't going anywhere because sometimes we get really focused on that ring and the wedding. Like, you don't want to get focused on that. Like, it takes time to see the stuff that we're going to bring up because uh, you need to not only see it in his, um, when I see it, but hear it in his verbal as far as what he's saying. You need to actually see this stuff in action uh, yeah. to see if he's actually telling the truth. So, some of the things that we would tell you to be observant about um, I think the first thing, like Dana said, his language. How does he talk to you? How does he talk to other people? How does he talk about other people? Um, mm-hmm. Is it seasoned with salt? Does it sound like he's loving when he talks about other people? Um, even when he jokes around, like, there's nothing wrong with having humor. Because um, me and my husband joke around a lot, you know, and that's a great thing to have in a relationship. But just watch, like, does he critique people a lot? Does he criticize them? Is he mm-hmm. negative? Um, and does he season his, um, what, does he season his language with salt when he talks to you as well? Because you're precious. Like yeah. God made you, men need women a lot. They really do. And sometimes we act like we need them a little bit more than vice versa uh, with it. But women are a prize to men. I mean, God says mm-hmm. that when a man finds a wife, he gets favor because of you. 
And he needs to treat you that way. He needs to talk to you that way. One thing I loved about my husband was that I could tell he valued marriage and he understood what I brought to him as a potential spouse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like that. And I I also like um, uh, talking about being observant, looking at how he interacts with people on across different levels. So, you know, some people just, like to treat you know the ceo or for respect or you know or with Mm -hmm. kindness and things like that but when i'm out on a date i like to see how does the date interact with the waitress you know with our server um you know if she brings back too little change how does he handle that situation or does he get angry is he kind is he understanding is he patient things like that because that says a lot um i want someone who can you know jesus was nice to everybody. He was kind to everybody, no matter their position. And when you're looking for a leader that's going to lead you like Christ, um, you want to look for those qualities in a man. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that I super agree with that. I mean, part of the what God wants us to do, he says his greatest commandment out of all the commandments is to love him with all of your heart and to love others. And you have to ask yourself, does this man treat people with love? Is he always trying, no matter what level, like Dana is saying, is he always trying his best to love other people, show love and show the love of God? And does his actions match somebody who's trying to seek God? Because the thing is, that when you know somebody versus loving somebody is two different things. I can know Dana and know who she is and know what she's about and what she does. Um, but when you love somebody, I care about what she does. What does she like? If she writes anything, I'm going to read it. If she tells me anything, I'm going to listen because I want to please her because I mm-hmm. love that person. So mm-hmm. just he don't need to just know God. He don't need to just know that God exists. He needs to actually, oh, I love God and I love people and I want to do things to show that love to him. But that ties into as well, our number three thing is that you first need to know the word and be seeking to have your own relationship with God. Because you're not going to even know what to look for to see if somebody has the heart of God because you don't know God yourself and you don't know. And I'm not saying in a judgment away, we all are still knowing the word and growing, but how can I recognize if God is in something, if I don't even know God myself? Yeah, I love that. Definitely spending time with God and being intimate with him is going to translate into so many other relationships in your life. And that's romantic and non-romantic. Yep. He'll give you those spiritual eyes <laughs> so that you can um, use discernment, use a uh, good uh, judgment of character and things of that nature. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, he will every every time I dated anybody, and I think I've said this before, even came to my spouse. Um, I always ask God every day. Lord, please help me to see them the way you see them. Show me through your eyes what you see. And it really would help me pick up on some things that I probably wouldn't have noticed. Because sometimes women, we get like really excited when it's time for us to meet a new guy. And we're paying attention to what he looks like. And we're just so happy to be on a date. We kind of become blind to some things. Well, if you ask God to really show you, he will show you about this guy. But the thing is, you got to listen. Um, you really got to listen because sometimes we'll get really focused on our goal of just wanting to get married and have, you know, a family and things like that. We'll miss things. Um, and the thing is with God is that his main thing was when you are marrying somebody that you are equally yoked with them. That's really the only, I mean, unless I'm wrong, Dana, as far as I know, that's about the only rule I see that he's really concerned about with somebody that you're with. And I think he's concerned about that because he knows like if you all are not equally yoked spiritually, 
it can cause a lot of issues. Um, and he yeah. doesn't want you to have a life like that. It can definitely distract you from your purpose. Yep. Um, from your yep. kingdom work and, and affect so many different other areas of, of your life. So, yeah, who you're tied to is super important. Oh, yeah. And I guess, you know what, I think that's one thing I would probably add to the number four thing. Um, you need to ensure that you know your purpose. Try to at least. Now, I'm not trying to say you got to know everything. But know your purpose at least, or at least be seeking it before you start trying to seek a mate about some things. Because if you know what God has called you to do and you're talking to a guy and it sounds like he's not on that same page or, or either willing to support you on it, you go have a problem. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I, I see it all the time. I yeah. see it all the time. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, you want to um, make sure, I mean, that was one thing. Um, I'm not saying they have to do everything that you want to do, you know, type of thing. I'm in a ministry and I love doing what I do. And my husband is total opposite of me. And that's usually how it is when you meet a person. They're usually going to be opposite because God wants y'all to become one. So mm -hmm. usually with your weekend, they're strong and vice versa. Um, but one thing about my husband was that he was really supportive of it. He would like look up things for me, send me posts sometimes. Um, he's even has gotten to a point to where he wants to kind of somewhat join me with the podcast. Talk about relationships and things with men um and so god will even work on that spouse's heart but if you don't have that relationship and don't know what you're called to do you will get a little thrown off um and not yeah. realize if a guy's for you i think the word as you're talking the word that keeps coming up is passion to me and i think yeah. when you have purpose or have an idea of what your calling is like you said you don't have to know what it is but you can have a general idea of what you're not called to do and maybe <laughs> yeah. things that maybe you are called to do. And you're passionate. You're passionate about seeking. You're passionate about learning. You're passionate about growing. And yeah. that's all like that really is going to, you know, be beneficial in a relationship is that somebody that can acknowledge your passion and that can be equally, if not passionate about something. About because something. then that's going to, they're going to respect your, your calling. Yes, and understanding. And to be honest with you, if you're not sure what you're called to do, let me tell you the number one thing that all of us as Christians are called to do, and that is to bring more people to God and his kingdom. His main thing with us is that he wants to love other people and he wants us to navigate them back to Christ. So even if you don't know what your goal in life is or your exact purpose, that is the main purpose for all of us. Every gift that we have, everything that we have within us that the Lord has placed in us, the whole purpose of it, even marriage, is to help people become more like Christ and to lead them to Christ. So if that in it just itself is your thing in your mind and you feel like I'm not growing closer to Christ with this person, nor what we do together is going to lead people to Christ or for the glory of God, that in itself will show you. Yeah. Yeah. That right there in itself. You won't be able to bear that fruit that you're supposed to bear. Exactly. Um, and, and that's the thing that you need to remember, too, uh, with when it comes to marriage, I would say is that that is the purpose of it. God does want us to come together as one with somebody because he knows that two are better than one. Um, and a lot of part of marriage is that you are being pruned to become more like Christ. And if you remember that that's the purpose and for you all to do greater things together than apart, that'll help you kind of remember like what it's really about when you meet a guy. Because it's not just about you having somebody to make you feel good all the time. That's not what it's about. So I think <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. Because you sometimes, you know, a boyfriend is different from a husband. And I'm going to do a podcast on that later. But 
<laughs> Ooh, I'll tune into that one. <laughs> yeah, so totally different thing with it. Uh, the other thing I think we're on our number five thing was that um, how does he respond to sin? Oh, I love that one. Yeah, because we're you know we're in constant war between our flesh and our spirit, <laughs> and yeah, so we're going to sin. We're sinful in nature. It's going to happen, but like you said, how does one respond to it? So do they acknowledge it? You know, um, do they not feel shame? Like, you know, we're not supposed to just feel shame all the time after sin. We're supposed to immediately acknowledge it, be aware of it, and turn from it. Yes. Uh, repentance. You know, God has a system in place for when yeah. we sin, and it's called repentance. So does somebody acknowledge that they did wrong? Um, are they aware of it? Do they um, feel like I'm not supposed to do it again? And are they asking for forgiveness and trying to turn from it? Turning and trying to do better. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's the main thing because we're not in any kind of way saying to seek some type of perfection with yourself nor him. Um, I think we're always trying to seek to be more like Christ and he is perfect. Uh, but it's not a type of thing that like, oh, he's sinned, so he must not be you know, for me, because I have God. No, because you sin every day too. We all, and this knowingly and unknowingly. Uh, but it's really just about what's his response. You know, when me and my spouse would mess up or do things we shouldn't do, or if he did or I did, I would just more so look at, well, how did he react? I remember it was something that happened with us. I'm trying to think exactly what it was, but I remember my husband, you could tell something spiritually kind of like niched him, like, hey, this is wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and he ended up asking, you know, he ended up saying like, hey, this just doesn't feel right. You know, I just really don't think, you know, we're supposed to do this and who taught you this, etc. And I could tell God really had like, what's the word, convicting him. Yeah. And he ended up leading me and showing me this isn't okay. Um, you know, we just, we just don't need to do this. And it showed me like, okay, you hear from God and you also mm -hmm. notice the conviction from God. That's what matters. Your spouse is going to mess up. The guy you're dating is going to mess up. You're going to mess up. But what did y'all do when you realized you messed up? Like, mm -hmm. like Dana is saying, is repentance there? Do you desire to change? Are y'all making a plan to correct the behavior? Oh, and I love that you brought up conviction. Conviction over condemnation, right? So yeah, we don't exactly. want to just sit and wallow in sin and say, oh, well, you know, I've just been doing it for so long, and it's just the way I am, and yeah. there's no hope, and I can't, I don't know how to God do it. God knows my heart. God oh, knows my that's heart. The, we love that one. God knows my heart. That is the famous quote of the millennial <laughs> generation. I it feel is. like God knows my heart. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're just yeah. like, uh, exactly. You know, when people say that, my mind is like, exactly he does yes. know your heart he that, knows that's what you be scared of yes <laughs> what? exactly so he knows that you're aware that you feel like he knows your heart so you're trying to abuse and take advantage of grace yes, um, yes. that's what grace is for grace is so you can change so he can put that power and where you're weak could make you strong so that it can lead you to christ it's not so you can just keep doing it over and over paul talks about that i think is in romans where he talks about like you know well do i just continue in sin so grace can abound but the more no, 
Mm-hmm. Heaven forbid, no more. He wants you to change. So you need to be using that grace so that so that you can get forget so he can forgive you and then so you can change. That's what it's about. But let me stop there because I keep going about that one. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> right, right. So I definitely would say our last thing, um, our number six thing would definitely be just to ensure that. Um, even if he's not necessarily leading you spiritually, because we're all on a journey, you know, that's great if you find a man who is at a place that'll lead you spiritually. But I'll be honest with you, I know a lot of women who are married that wish that their husband was leading them more spiritually in the family, wish that they had a deep relationship with Christ. Um, I think the thing that you need to pay attention to most of is, is he either leading you and or is he at least trying to walk with you? Um, If he's willing to walk with you and he is trying to grow. Now, I'm not trying to say that it's your responsibility to pull somebody that's different. That's that unequally yoked thing. That means that you're pulling him and that's not your job. That's God's job. Mm -hmm. Is he walking with you side by side, growing in his relationship with God so that y'all can, because the more and more y'all see God, y'all, you all basically grow closer together too. Um, but it's about, does he at least have, like Dana is saying, that desire and passion? Yeah, I, I think we talked about that um, at a different time. We said, is he even on a journey? Because <laughs> we're all <laughs> right, in different right. places. Is he even on a journey? Is he there? Because <laughs> we're all in different places, you know, in yeah. that walk. And some people are, are still on milk and some people are on me. And, you know, that's okay. But are you open and are you trying to grow? What's your end game? What's your goal? Um, and I love what you said about being a leader. I think the best leaders know how to be submissive. Um, And so I'll just kind of give you this one quick example. I was on a date recently and I like to ask different kind of questions when I'm on dates. So I, I like to ask questions like, who's your inner circle? You know, who, who are your go-to people? Who do you confide in? Who do you trust? Who do you take advice from? And things like that. And I normally just kind of am asking a general sense of like friendship level. But this particular guy brought up his mentors. And I was oh. so impressed. I was like, what? Yes, <laughs> okay. And that's showing me that he knows that there are people out here that know more than him, that have more wisdom than him. He's seeking that wisdom, right? He knows how to be submissive. He knows he's teachable. He's teachable, basically. Um, And he believes in discipleship. He knows that he's going to be the disciple of of, of other people. And then he's going to have people under him that are disciples, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's so, I love that. I love that system that's in place, that self-awareness and things like that. That right there is showing me that a guy um, is self-aware, he's motivated, he's seeking wisdom, and he can be able to lead me spiritually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because to to be led and to be a leader, you have to first be a servant always. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a great word, I would say, for any of these steps. You want a man that is teachable. Um, I mean, one thing, even when you get married, things are going to come up. Ask any marriage. You go through things. It's cycles of things. But one thing that even counselors will always ask, well, is the person teachable? And that's key. If they're teachable, anything can change. God can show you things. God can change them. He can change you. Um, So you definitely want to make sure they're humble so to wrap up though i was trying to do a wrap up of the points just in case if you forgot any the number one thing was listen first don't talk automatically number two be observant number three you need to know the word and have a relationship with god yourself and be growing number four know your purpose number five see how they respond to sin and the number six thing is does he lead you and or is walking with you spiritually 
So Dana, I have super loved having you on the combo. This Chloe. is awesome. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely have to uh, have Dana back soon. So once again, um, Dana, you can find some more information about her and her information at liftedwoman.blog. And as always, you can go to chloemgooden.com for any other resources that you may need to go along with this. I would suggest uh, looking over some things on her site and mine as well to help you in your journey as you continue to seek God and seek a mate in your life. We hope you have a great day and God bless. God bless everybody. Take care. As always, if you would like more information in your dating and Christian life, you can go to ChloeMGooden.com for more books, resources, blogs, podcasts, and YouTube videos. And you can also go there if you would like to contact me with a question or a comment. Hope you have a great day and God bless.